Hello again. Reverend Sherry DeNovo is minister at Trinity St. Paul Center for Faith, Justice, and the Arts and former MPP for Parkdale High Park. Hello, Sherry. Hello, Peter. Good to talk to you again. Great to be with you. And uh, Michael Giles is also here. He has served in government for 30 years at the federal, provincial, and municipal levels. And after October 22nd, we'll explain what that means, right, Michael? <laughs> Absolutely. It's a secret till then. Okay. And I know that uh, we have scheduled Kristen Carmichael Greb. She hasn't arrived yet, but uh, we'll let you know when she joins the panel. But we can start with the three of us. And uh, let's start on something that's uh, kind of coming in sideways, considering what I've been discussing on the show so far. There's a health alert out that measles is on the rise. We get one of these every couple of years. And uh, there's a question as to what role government should play in health. Now, Sherry, you'll, you'll relate to this and probably you too, Michael. I remember as an MPP, you're also, you have notarial powers as an MPP. So people show it up at your office and uh, what they want you to do is witness them signing a document and uh, sign your name saying that they signed. You, you don't get into much of a discussion about why they're presenting the document to you. Oftentimes it's innocuous, like they want to change their name for some reason. Um, but sometimes people show up or showed up for me with documents that um, were instructing the school or anybody else that they forbid their children from being vaccinated. And um, you couldn't really get into a discussion with them, but I can tell you what my reaction was, Sherry, and you can tell me what yours was. Sure. I used to want to jump across the desk and choke them uh, because I, I think it's, it's absolutely irresponsible not to vaccinate your child, both for that child's welfare as well as the welfare of children with whom that child associates. And I think that it's incumbent on government to say, you want to attend public schools, you're going to vaccinate your kid. Sherry, your opinion. Uh, absolutely, I agree. And in fact, in, in my constituency office, what we would do is refuse to sign those forms and we would give the parents... Uh, a handout from the public uh, board of health uh, on why they should vaccinate. And anybody who's known a woman, and I did have a friend who was pregnant and had scare of rubella, uh, knows how dangerous and scary this can be. Uh, and truly, uh, deaths are up around the world. We know yeah. that because of this kind of attitude. So, uh, you know, I, I was I was surprised to read that maybe Russian bots and trolls are behind some of this. This is kind of the virus spreading sure, the virus. Sure, sure, that's eh? what's going on. They're uh, delivering I, uh, them. But, I, I, you know, a new kind of biological warfare. But, but I mean, suffice to say, there's a lot of misinformation out there. Uh, and, and, and really, it's up to, at, at the very front lines, I think, in constituency offices for us to uh, address it. I have a feeling that we're going to go around the table and get uh, an amen chorus, and, and I should say Kristen carmichael Greb has joined us. But uh, over to you, Michael. Where do you stand on this? Well, I totally agree as well. I think it's totally irresponsible for a, a parent not to have their child vaccinated. I'm old enough, and I, I grew up in Ireland, where um, there was the measles issue was sort of the tail end. There was people getting measles, and speaking to Sherry's point, there was people who, you know, the rubella, all that kind of work. You know, when you look at other vaccines like the, uh, you know, the polio vaccine, you look how dramatically that changed the world. I mean, 1988, there was 350,000 cases still. By 2015, because of uh, vaccinations, down to 74, 74 cases in the entire world. So, you know, you know, it was 58,000 cases, and I think in 1956. So obviously this works. And you're right. It's, I think it's part of sort of the, for lack of a better word, the social contract that we have as citizens of a society. You know, if you're going to send kids to school, you know, you can't have, you know, 5% of them not being inoculated, not being vaccinated against this kind of stuff. Well, you know, there, there's uh, something called, uh, I, I guess it's, uh, maybe you can help me with this. Is it herd immunity? 
Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, so essentially, if if you vaccinate enough people, everybody is uh, uh, is safe. When I was a kid, I got measles because pretty well everybody got measles, mm-hmm. and uh, some kids uh, wound up graduating to smallpox if they hadn't been vaccinated for that. Uh, if you had measles, it was considered reasonably benign if it was treated well with a lot of, uh, of liquids and whatnot. But I, I, I remember being vaccinated as a really little kid um, for polio and my parents absolutely celebratory because they were all afraid that their kid would, would wind up contracting uh, that disease at a public pool and, and either die or be in an iron lung or on crutches for the rest of his life and be the the tiny Tim of uh, a Christmas carol. And so uh, the idea of vaccination in my family was if you could get it, you got it. And we did. And and, uh, I can't, for the life of me, understand why anybody at this point, now that all of the science... Uh, nonsense has been disproven. You know, the idea that autism somehow grows out of, of uh, the, the vaccine that's given um, should keep people from vaccinating their kids drives me around the bend, Kristen. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And in my office, we do the same thing as, as Sherry did is, you know, if, you, if you're coming in to ask for something to be signed so you don't have to have your vaccines, then I, I don't support it. Although it's kind of sad now that no one's having chicken pox parties anymore and, and giving a, the whole neighborhood chicken pox. That's what we did when I was growing up. But but I'm just happy that my kids don't even, they'll never know the chicken pox, which is fantastic. Well, they'll never know a lot of things, which is fantastic. Mm-hmm. And uh, there are more developments every day. So I guess we can say around the entire table, everybody agrees, it would be a public health benefit if we said publicly through legislation, you want to attend, we're not telling you you have to vaccinate your kid. We're saying that if you want your kid to attend a public school, the vaccination certificate is required. So we'll leave it at that and uh, move on to Sir John A. McDonald. He's back in the news because uh, people are writing things like, and I'll quote one, Canadians owe Sir John A. Macdonald a lot. Now, we know that two weeks ago we were talking about things like the removal of the statue from uh, the, the City Hall in Victoria, British Columbia. Sir John A. Macdonald is well known to have been a drunk, a kind of a nasty piece of business. Although he founded Canada, he swore allegiance to, uh, to Britain, which he felt was always going to be his country. He was born in Scotland. Uh, however, he was also the guy who, were it not for him having been there and, and having the vision to create Canada, we wouldn't be sitting here as proud Canadians today, number one. Number two, he had the vision to unite Canada by the only means he could back in those days, which was he built a railroad that connected east to west. And they say that if he hadn't, uh, the west probably would have uh, slipped away and been, become part of the United States. So we owe him a debt of gratitude. That notwithstanding the fact that, yeah, he certainly had a hand in residential schools, and yeah, he certainly called uh, our indigenous people savages, but uh, you know, on the other side of the border, there were a lot of presidents who owned slaves. I'm not justifying any of it. I'm simply saying he was a product of his times, but uh, taking, taking away the product of your times doesn't make you any less important in the overall history of the country. Can we agree on that? Um, let's go to you, Michael. Well, I actually, I agree with the notion that, you know, we, we have to teach a history that uh, you know illuminates a lot of the things that happened that were wrong. Uh, I don't agree with the idea of removing statues. I think it's a sort of a slippery slope where we start to get almost Orwellian. You know, are we going to remove Queen Victoria from Queen's Park? Are we going to move Edward VII from downtown Montreal? You know, you start that thing and, and where does it end? There's no question that, you know, he was a man of his time. He was born in 1815 in Glasgow and, uh, you know, came to Canada when he was five years old. So 
there's a, a lot of history there. Yes, there's a lot of responsibility that rests on his shoulders with respect to the residential schools. I mean, hundreds of thousands of, you know, 150,000 kids taken from their families. Indigenous. Of course, that stuff is totally intolerable, unacceptable, and it's a, but it is a part of history as well. And I think the solution to this is we need to tell the full story and, you know, good and bad. And, and not, you know, I think we, we just have to be careful we don't get into this whole thing. I mean, um, Mr. Johnny McDonald was quoted as saying, you know, that he admitted about my sins of omission and, and commission. I do not not deny. So he said these things. I mean, we all recognize what's acceptable, what's not. But, you know, I, I think it's just, it's, 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 um, it's, it's concerning when we start, you know, uh, egregiously removing statues and monuments and everything else. It's, uh, you know, and it sort of gets into that whole committee mentality where everybody gets together and said, we remove that. And I heard somebody say once, you know, I, I've been to a lot of parks. I've never seen a statue to a committee. So there's individuals that do things and we have to look at that and, and uh, you know, take it into full context. That was great speech by an Irishman supporting <laughs> Scott. Yeah. Now, don't get Let's me started in Ireland. We'll be here all day. All right. Sherry, what do you think about this? Uh, well, yeah, I, 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 you, you can't. You take down every statue that there is, uh, including, by the way, uh, somebody I have a lot of respect for, that's Tommy Douglas himself, who's the father of Medicare. I mean, this was a man who toyed with eugenics and uh, thought homosexuality was a mental illness. Yeah. But he did a lot of good stuff, too. Um, that's so, the point, uh, perhaps, isn't it? Yeah. Perhaps the answer, though, is, is you know, Know, not so much tearing down statues, but maybe putting up some others. I mean, I, I think we, there's some folk in our history that we should be honoring more, uh, First Nations, women, um, people of color. I mean, we should be uh, putting up some more statues, not taking down others. And, and I think, yeah, absolutely, Michael's right in the sense that people need to know their history uh, for good or ill, and uh, that's the way to counter it. All right, let's uh, throw it over to Kristen and uh, and see what uh, whether you agree or disagree with what you've heard. Yeah, no, there's not much more to add to that. Both Michael and Sherry have, have both brought up really good points. I mean, adding more statues of people who who we haven't talked about, who need to be talked about, um, and, and making sure that we tell the whole story of our history so that people really understand it, I think is the most important part. Gosh, you're of different political stripes, and you're agreeing on everything so far. I'm going to take a break. It won't last. There you go. I'm going to take a break, and when we come back, I'm going to talk about Trump, and we'll see if it uh, if it holds up. It's over. I'm with uh, I'm with uh, Sherry DeNovo and Michael Giles and Kristen Carmichael Greb. This is topics worthy of discussion. The Oakley Show. Peter Sherman, Global News Radio, six forty Toronto.